just re reflecting on that uh, line in the song, sing a little louder. And uh, that might bring to mind numerous different things for different people. But for me, it was just a sense that uh, in, in everything we do, we must uh, shine Jesus more, whether that's how you are with your wife, how you are with your children, how you are with that person opposite you on the train, how you are at the supermarket, how you are with your work colleagues. And Father, we ask you to help us to sing that little louder and shine a brighter, Father. Help us, Father, with the struggles that we all have, um, just to shine you and, and bring you into every situation, Father. Thank you, Lord. Uh, great. Uh, as um, me and uh, we were chatting with Mark last week, we, we wanted to encourage testimonies and stories about how we all hear from God. And, uh, and uh, as I was worshiping, I was reminded of, for some reason, the strangest time when I heard from God in a, in a bit of an embarrassing way. That I just thought I'd kick off because we all hear from God in different ways. And I think over the weekend, we want to hear people's stories of moments when they heard from God and encourage us that we all hear from God in so many different ways. And uh, this time, uh, I was going swimming at Bigger Hill, and I parked outside this guy's house, because um, the, they've got a car park, but I didn't want to park in the car park, I want to park on this road outside this guy's house. Park my car up, go out of the car, guy comes out of the house, not happy with me, because I parked in front of his house. He goes, don't park in front of my house. I said, it's a free road, there's no restrictions, I'm going to park in front of your house. <laughs> so that is the conversation we had. And it left a little bit heated. I was like, I'm leaving my car there. There's no road markings. I'm not in front of your drive. I'm leaving my car here. That's it. Game over. Game over. And he was left really angry. I was really angry. We departed. I went swimming at Biggin Hill uh, in, the, in the swimming pool. And as I'm swimming, uh, the guilt just comes on me. Like I'm swimming and I'm thinking, why on earth did I do that? Because that morning I was praying that I'd be a great witness to people. And at <laughs> one moment I completely failed. And I was swimming. And I swam the whole time. Knowing in my head, I had to go and do something about it. I just felt like God saying, you've got to go and say sorry. Go and say sorry. So I decide, as I'm swimming, I'm going to go and say sorry. So go out to the swimming pool, go and get to my, get to my car. Luckily, it's not been key. <laughs> yeah. still there. And I went and I knocked on his door. And you closed back on Sorry? Oh, yeah. I wasn't in. Yeah. Uh, had the clothes back on. And I knocked on his door <laughs> thinking, I have no idea how this is going to go, but I know I've got to say sorry. Knocked on the door, this woman answers the door, his must be his wife. And I said, Is there a guy here? Because a few like a few about half an hour ago, parked outside, he had a go at me, and I want to say sorry. She goes, Yeah. And then he came to the door, he recognised me straight away, and I said, I'm really sorry. Um, I really I shouldn't have parked in front of your drive. I won't do it uh, in front of your house, I won't do it again, it's really upset you. Just wanted to say sorry. He shook my hand and said, Thank you, that's really meant a lot. And and that was it. That was the one moment I had. It's it's not it doesn't look good for me, um, but we hear from God in so many different ways. And I felt a real, like, a real urgency, oh, I, that's not how I should behave, I need to go and say sorry. Um, so I just want to share that. But over the weekend, if you have a story, come and share it, whether it's, it's small or, no matter how small or big, it's great to hear how we hear from God. So just encourage you to come and share it something the weekend. So over to Mark, unless anyone else has got something to say. Um, yeah, I really want to encourage that. And, and also, if, if you don't feel like you want to share out loud, if you feel like you know, it's too embarrassing or whatever, then just write something and put it in that box. That's you know that's a safe place to just write something. If you feel like God's saying something for someone else, if you feel something encouraging, 
I'll put the rules here. These are the rules. A, B, C. Affirming biblical Christ-like. So if you've got a word that is affirming, positive, encouraging, something you think, yeah, I reckon the Bible says something about that. Be nice, be peaceful, be joyful, you know. Uh, and, and it's something that Jesus might say to somebody, then brilliant. We want to encourage each other, don't we? So, you know, if you don't want to share it out loud, if you've got a story, way that God's spoken to you, pop it in there and, you know, maybe we'll share them at different stages during, during the day. Um, I've been really mindful of talking about hearing from God and thinking, you know, I'm not great at this. You know, I, I, I'm trying to be honest with you that, you know, this is something I want to grow in. It's not something I feel like I'm an expert on. I've not been brought in to talk about hearing from God because I've got amazing testimony. Um, and so I'll be mindful of the fact that I'm talking about this over the last couple of weeks. been thinking, okay, I, I, I want to hear God more. And I really want to hear God more in the normal, in the natural. Like I talked to him a bit about last night. And so um, every night I go to bed, now, I, I, I try and ask God, Lord, I think it was one of the tips in one of his books actually, just pray that God would speak to you in your dreams. Really simple thing, you know, just go to bed and just, just, just a quick prayer before you go to bed, you know, Lord, speak to me through my dreams. I never remember my dreams normally. Um, this is what I'll, I'll tell you later, what it happened to me last night, I sort of went to bed saying the same thing, I woke up actually thinking about, I might as well share it now, um, <laughs> Um, we, I think part, partly because I was aware that I was going to come and speak to you, my dream was me speaking to a group of people, um, but it, there, was, there was a sense that everybody that I was talking to was anxious and fearful, and I was actually speaking about knowing God's peace, and I woke up feeling like that, so let me just pray for us now actually, because, you know, maybe that was a prompt for someone here that... But, you know, someone here is anxious and fearful. I, I must admit, I, I was thinking about Ukraine as well um, and the people of Ukraine. But let's, let's just take a moment because we want to respond to whatever God says to us. So I just want to declare the Lord's peace over each one of us today. I want to declare the peace of God which passes all understanding. We might understand how it's possible to be peaceful uh, with things going on around us that we can't control. And so I just want to declare the peace of God over each one of us this morning. Whatever we're worried about, whatever we're anxious about, Lord, would you take our fear and, and replace it with peace? May we know that you are our God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the other thing was, and, I, and I, I'm trying to be more aware and alert of, about things around me. So this morning I woke up and I've got the room at the top, uh, um, which is really nice. I opened the shutter and I could see the rooftop. So the first thing I saw was this, I took a photo of it. Uh, just to remind myself, and it was um, a photo of a, uh, it was it was a weather vane, um, just a weather vane, you know, like, like the one at Lords, pointing uh, north, presumably, or the way the, the wind had to be blowing. Um, but then I followed it, uh, and it was pointing to another one, another weather vane, pointing in exactly the same direction. And then I noticed that that one was also pointing somewhere, and it was pointing to the church. Uh, the, the church was there. And then right behind the church was the sun, blazing really brightly. And I just, you know, I could have just glanced at that and thought, oh, interesting, move on with the day. And I was starting to think to myself, I, I just want God to speak to me through the normal. Uh, and I just, literally over a matter of minutes, I asked God to show something through it. And first of all, I thought about John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist is a person in the Bible who points to God. And there's lots of images of John the Baptist doing that. 
this thing, um, and uh, pointing to God. Uh, and then I thought about, you know, us, our testimony, who we point to. We, you know, we're to point to Jesus. We're to be those that look to him all the time. Um, and also that Jesus points to the Father. Jesus says, you see me, you see the Father. Yeah, and just this whole sense of our lives pointing towards something greater than us, uh, and, and ultimately to, to God and to, to his love for us. And we want to be showing that love to other people. And all of that came out of literally 30 seconds of me glancing out the window. So it's just really an encouragement to you, I think, that we can hear from God in really simple ways. It doesn't have to be anything deeply theological. Um, and and I, I really believe that we can all be doing that more. And, and getting so much out of it, you know, being blessed by it. Uh, and, you know, not, not swimming around in stress, but swimming around thinking God's with me, you know. Um, I want to talk a little bit before... Today, just to unpack what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about how God speaks to us. We're going to think about Scripture, um, predominantly, because Scripture is how we test, in a sense, if it's God. That, that's our evidence as, as Christians. The evidence is the Bible. If it looks like the Bible, if it looks like Jesus, it's, it's God. It's probably God. Um, we're going to look at nature. We're going to look at dreams. We're going to look at visions. We're going to look at... Uh, prophetic words and how God might speak audibly to us. <coughs> but before I do that, um, I want to think about different levels of hearing. Because I, th- I think there are different ways of hearing, different, different sort of stages of being able to hear from God. And we, we kind of need to mat- mature in this um, if we want to be serious about it. Um, so, again, I'm packing a little bit from, from these books. And for those that are here for the first time this morning, uh, there's three, four books here that I'd highly recommend if you want to kind of dip into the subject um, later on. So the, a basic level of hearing from God, I guess you would call it blind faith. Um, we say that God must be with us. You know, I, I've heard other people talking about God. I I read that you know that, that there is a God. I believe there's a God, and, and, and good things happen. So therefore, it must be God. You know, that, that's a very basic level of hearing God, isn't it, in a way. It's, it's an awareness of God, at least. And I think, you know, most people have that. But most people don't move on from that, I think. There's this level of uh, assuming God's with us, but not really doing anything about it, not actively seeking to hear. The, the second level, I think, is um, sensing God, having, a, a, having it affect our emotions, I suppose. And I guess... Most of us in this room have probably sensed God, probably during worship, probably during you know fellowship with other people. You know that you get a sense that God must be with you. You might feel peace. You might feel joy. Um, you know you might feel a sense that God is saying something or, or leading you in a certain direction. Um, it's not that tangible, but it's it's something you know, and you you pursue it. So I'd say that's probably a second level of, of hearing. God. And we tend to get that when we're, when we're amongst others, because there's, a, there's a, uh, an atmosphere of worship. I was going to read um, Proverbs. Does anybody? No. I was going to say someone could do some work for me, but I'll find it. <laughs> um, I think it's Proverbs 2. If you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice 
for understanding. We seek God. We look for Him. We try and perceive Him. If you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of the Lord. It's this lovely sense of, of seeking out something that is treasure. Um, and like I say, what I want us to be doing is not just doing it when we read the Bible, not just doing it when, we, when we're praying or when we're thinking about God, but trying to do it, trying to foster that atmosphere, do it all the time. You know, not that we become monks and walk around, you know, with our hands like that all the time, floating. You know, it, it, it's seeing God in the natural and being aware, it's looking out for that insight, that wisdom. Uh, and then I, I guess there's a third stage, which is a more tangible, physical um, awareness of God. You know, we, we might experience the miraculous. We might experience God doing something through other people or through us, um, where he acts in conjunction with us. We find ourselves doing a certain thing or acting a certain way or saying a certain word because we feel compelled to by God. And I think that's kind of another level in terms of our awareness of God and his presence with us. But I think for me, the ultimate level of hearing is what I touched on last night, which I think I called conversational presence. That's what I want us to foster. That's what I want to encourage you to do, is that, that conversational awareness of God. Where, you know, you're with your best friend. You're, you're chatting about stuff. Oh, look at that, Lord. You know, uh, that's the sense I get of, of, of how Jesus was with, with the Father. It's just, um, just that sense of conversation. Asking God, you know, what, what do you want me to do now? How, just in such a natural way. Um, but it's not weird, it doesn't impact the rest of your relationships. It just is natural. And it, and it can be going along all the time uh, in, in your head. Um, I also touched last night on, on, on what hearing from God is not. Um, uh, and I suppose on the back of that, I want to say what we shouldn't do when we hear God's voice. You know, I don't believe God wants us to be robots. I don't believe there's this sort of a mechanical framework to hearing from God. If God says turn left, so we turn left. Or God says go and talk to that person, so we go and talk to that person. Sometimes we might find a prompt. But you know, you find lots of examples in the Bible where God encourages the individual. He invests in us as individuals. He placed in you intuition and intelligence. He wants you to use your intelligence. Um, it says in Psalm 32, Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding whose temper must be curbed with a bit and bridle. I think many people have that misconception of God. You know, that God wants to sort of restrain us and force us down a certain way of living, a certain way of speaking. But He's created us all as individuals. You know, you've been given a wonderful gift uh, of freedom and, and free choice. I suppose, um, just to finish this little section, I was thinking about the ways in which we might notice God. Um, I guess words are the most obvious. You know, that, that when, if you're talking to somebody else, there's probably two ways that they can communicate with you on the whole. One is words and the other is actions. 
You know, I, I can I can speak to you and you can hear me, or I can do something and you can observe it. Um, and I guess part of that intimacy that I'm talking about, that conversational presence, is learning to to hear God, hear what He's saying in terms of words, because that's on the whole how we communicate. But also don't don't miss out on the the ways God acts. You know, you might see something happen, you might see something in somebody else. You know, um, if my wife's been in a room and I go in her room after her, I probably know, I, I know she's been in there. We're tired than it was when I was in there before. But, you know, the, 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 we begin to recognise the activity of the people that we love. And that's something I want us to foster as well. Beginning to recognise the activity of God around us. So, let's look at how God speaks. Um, and I want us to look at Scripture first and foremost, because that is, in a sense, that must be our starting point. That is God's Word to us in written form. Jesus himself is called the Word, so we look for Jesus or we read the Word. We have Scripture. Um, but maybe you can do some work. So I'm just wondering whether you want to shout out different ways that God speaks to people in the Bible. So if you think about scripture or any, any Bible passage you know, just shout out ways that you know that God has spoken to individuals in the Bible. Still small voice. So a still small voice. Okay. In a dream. Dream. Okay. Oh yeah. Dew on the face of the ships. Yep. I'll put them together because that kind of sort of phenomenon I see. Yeah. Is it dream and vision? It's a vision that sounds a dream. Yeah. Uh, 
sharing with people over the years and suddenly they said don't stop because I've got good pimples and the hairs are standing up on me huh? through our senses in our body. The interesting thing is we noticed what we've started doing. We started with scripture and we've moved into our own experiences <coughs> um, which is encouraging because I'm hoping that all of us here you know assume that the Holy Spirit and God spoke to people in Scripture, but He still speaks today. Uh, and I guess that's that's an assumption I'm making. But it's interesting the way we're beginning to talk about God speaking. We've begun to bring it into our own experiences, which is great. That's what I want us to do. Um, Steve, can you just grab the that, the Dallas Will? That can we find page? 141 in there. There's, there's, on the right hand side of it, there's a quote by Spurgeon, just for the Baptists. Really? <laughs> from Spurgeon. <laughs> They're next door. They might hear it. This bit here? I think so. Yes, do you mind reading it? No? <laughs> it says, Ought we not to look upon our own history as being at least as full of God? as full of his goodness and of his truth, as much a proof of his faithfulness and veracity as the lives of any of the saints who have gone before, we do our Lord an injustice when we suppose that he he wrought all his mighty acts and showed himself strong for all those in early time. But doth not perform wonders or lay bare his arms for the saints who are now upon the earth. Let us review our own lives Surely in these we may discover some happy instincts, refreshing to ourselves and glorifying to our God. Have you had no deliverances? 
Have you passed through no rivers, supported by the divine presence? Have you walked through no fires and heart? Have you had no manifest of manifestations? Have you had no choice favours? Surely the goodness of God has been the same to us as to the saints of God. So, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's, it's history. Uh, and when we read scripture, um, I want it to be a, one of those sort of opportunities for us to be looking out for God in scripture, but also applying it to ourselves. And the purpose of scripture is to see Jesus. But it's also to see ourselves. You know, one, of the, one of the great ways to read scripture is to see yourself in that, whatever you're reading. See yourself in that environment. Whether it's, particularly in the Gospels, it's helpful because it's, um, it, it's the story of, of, of people, isn't it? Um, it's a narrative. And if we see ourselves in the narrative, it, it gives us faith. I'll just add a tongue as well, because I know that Ed likes the way I say tongues. Tongues. <laughs> um, but God speaks in tongues. I was also thinking of like the everyday miracles. I was thinking of like Elijah and the widow who kept providing bread. Or yeah. Like those, like every like someone's normal job, there's like a miracle that speaks to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I like that everyday stuff. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I think it's actually when we go to kind of speaks to you with hindsight as well, isn't it? In a way, you kind of don't recognise yeah. it at the time, but when you yeah. kind of look back and think about it. Yeah, and your thought life, reflection. Yeah. It's interesting the major as well that he spoke through the stars, and that normally that would be off limits for God to speak. Yeah. And for that just don't know page, it's like yeah. there's, there's nothing that God can speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think also hindsight can talk you out of God hearing from God? Like I was just thinking of times in my life where you look back and think that was God, and then you say something. So like you trade someone else and you're like, oh no, that wasn't God. Mm. And you kind of you give it any, like an excuse of why that happened and you kind of talk it out of you talk yourself out of being heard from God mm. and you just can't see it, it's just how something happened. Mm. I guess that's part of the choice, isn't it, that God's given us to yeah. tune in or, or not to, to where he's speaking, yeah. I was listening to I think I know which artist it is, um quite well-known pop artist that he was talking on a, on a, on a podcast and show. And he was talking about how he didn't believe in God. He was re- kind of maybe raised in something, but kind of always thought of himself as an atheist. But then he found himself listening to um, Maverick City uh, music as they're, they're doing quite well over in America, so they're, they're popular. And, uh, and so he listened to them and he just found himself crying well, listening to the music. Yeah. And he said so. So he's like, so in my head, I'm an atheist. <laughs> but I'm re- he was recognising that there's something more that he was sensing through the music that he was connecting to and so that was, ha- that was how he could word it he couldn't put the right language to it but I feel like you've got music in the top right and you're thinking about the very fact that music is beautiful is a weird phenomenon that we can't mm. explain mm. Um, and I just think that shows us kind of the beauty of God we see through music it's really helpful um, and, and, and we're all different, aren't we? Uh, we all um, hear and relate and experience in, in different ways. Part of the beauty of, of creation, isn't it? Um, and 
I guess there are different categories of people, the way they feel or hear God. And I've sort of classified them as knowers, feelers, seers, and hearers. You know, I think, I think some people just know that God is with them, that God is at work. There's some kind of, there's something cerebral about it. There's sort of an intellectual engagement, maybe, about how God is at work. Um, but other people are much more visual. I think I see God more than I kind of feel him, I think. That's probably the best way to describe it. I tend to sort of, well, like this morning, I saw that picture on, on the roof and, and immediately sort of took me to sort of something in, in scripture. Um, and again, I just want to highlight, you know, that's quite a good framework. If, if you're kind of aware, you think, okay, he's got to work here, okay, is it something affirming, is it something biblical, is it something Christ-like, is, is it just a good, a good framework, just to sort of almost like a test um, to begin with. So I think some people know, some people see, you know, they see God in, 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 in nature, they see in person. Some people feel, people, some people really get a sense of the presence of God when they walk in a room. I've got a friend um, who has a real kind of almost spiritual alertness, kind of works both ways. Sometimes he walks in a room and he thinks something, something odd in here, you know, something's been going on and finds out that, you know, I don't know, there's been a science going on. That kind of odd spiritual awareness. And I think some people are much more attuned to that um, than others. And then there are others that hear, there are others that physically hear God speaking, whether it's an inner voice or on occasions it's even an audible voice. Um, it, might, it might sound like another person. You know the story of Samuel in the Bible where Samuel as a young boy hears a voice and assumes it's Eli, the old priest next door. And it takes him three times to go next door and to say, what, what do you want? And he goes, well, I wasn't speaking. Um, and it, Eli teaches him to realise that the voice he's hearing is God. And, and that brings in another aspect of hearing God. What, we need to help each other in that. We need to rely on each other. You know, it's not, it's not, this isn't a journey that we take on our own. We, we're to encourage each other. <coughs> and, and I think where, where I'm going with this is that <coughs> we begin with Scripture because it's a safe place. We know God speaks in Scripture. But what I want us to do is to learn to see God in Scripture and then apply it to everything else. Once we begin to recognise God at work, whether it's through any of these ways, then we begin to recognise what God is like, what His character is like, what His actions are like. And then we begin to see Him at work in the world around us. Should we just like, do you want to lay a hand on Johnny? We'll just, let's just pray for him now. Just keep, thank you. Lord, thank you for Johnny. Lord, thank you for the way you're working in his life. We just pray blessing. Thank you for the opportunity to live in that flat. We just pray you pour out your grace on him. Pray you pour out your healing on him. Healing of Christ. Restore his body. Enable his immune system to function. And we just ask for your grace on his life in Jesus' name. Thanks for sharing, John. Cheers, guys. Um, 
So when, when we look at Scripture, when we think about Scripture, um, as I mentioned this last night, you know, what, what we don't do when we want to look for God in Scripture, we don't play biblical roulette. Um, and I mentioned yesterday the dangers of that, you know, just picking out a verse and thinking you're going to apply, and then it's something a bit random. Um, Bill, who's not here today, I remember you talking about Scripture as being a plumb line. Never forgetting using that phrase, it's really helpful. You know, scripture is a plumb line, it's a straight line, it tells us who God is. But we need to look at all the scripture, we need to know the Bible well, um, otherwise, we're in danger of, of misreading it um, and misinterpreting it. And so, I guess I'll, initially, I just want to encourage you to read the Bible. If you want to know God, you must know the Bible, you must read it. Um, and if you can, um, read it every day. If you read for about 15 minutes a day, you, you can get through the Bible in a year. There's some really straightforward ways of reading the Bible in a year. There's apps. There's, if you can't be bothered to read it, you can listen to it. Um, but there's, there's no excuse, in a sense, that's all I'm saying, of not being able to get through the Bible in a year. And, and to read the whole of Scripture tells you who God is. You see that the epic story of Scripture, you, you see who God is. He's a God of love and a God of grace and a God of mercy. God is always for us. And you begin to understand the more difficult passages in Scripture when you do that because they sit together. They're not meant to be read independently. Um, so I just want to say that from the answer, you know, there's, there's no kind of um, way around it. We the more you read the Bible, the better. Um, Is it better to start the, start the Old Testament? So a lot, a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the um, reading plans will, will do a little bit of both. So they'll do a bit, a bit of the Old and a bit of the New together. The one that quite a few of us in Drew use, I suspect, is the McChaney reading plan. And it's, there's, four, there's four chapters a day. And normally it's one, uh, one you'll start with Genesis, with one of the Psalms, with one of the Gospels and one of the letters. So it'll just be, uh, and you sort of move along that way. So it's good to mix it up. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend starting at Genesis and, and ploughing your way through, because you'll, you'll get to Leviticus and Numbers, and then and struggle. Um, the other thing is, in fact, the Cheney one, the year when I realised you read the Gospels twice in a year, you read the Old Testament once in a year, the Gospels twice. twice, three times. Three yeah, because um, at the end of the day, the Gospels are key because they tell us about Jesus, and that's the narrative. And again, when, when we want to put ourselves into Scripture, the Gospels are the easiest way to do it because we see Jesus, we see the life of Jesus, we see who God is. Jesus says, if you see me, you see the Father. So you want to know God, look at Jesus. There's a picture. There are paper copies in the church porch where if you Google Murray McShane reading plan, Murray McShane reading plan. Then if you go and buy one year, it's a great little app as well with extra sort of narratives and things. I think it's really really accessible. Mm -hmm. And the McShane one is on the. you know, the, most of us have got the Bible on our phone now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a reading plan form chain on there. Yeah. Which is what I do, you know, if it's on the phone, it's much more accessible. I've got no excuse. I prefer books, I did buy them one year in a book. That's, I prefer books rather than that. That's different. Old passion. That's me. That's me. I love the book.
So I want to suggest a, a, a way of reading scripture. Um, uh, this is me, this is, what's his name? Pete uh, suggestion. And he suggests three, uh, four letters. P-R-A-Y. Um, pause. Read and reflect. Ask, I think. Ask and yield. Um, pause. Be still and know that I am God, it says in Psalm 46. Just before we sit down and read scripture, however long it's going to be, it might be for 10 minutes in the morning, we still need to sort of calm ourselves. Um, if you've got the 247 prayer app on your phone, they always start with this prayer. It's a really helpful prayer just to say before we do it. As I enter prayer now, or as I begin to read the Bible now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. And it's just a short prayer, but it sort of centres us, it, it, it just enables us to just for a moment just refocus on God. And then when you read, read it, but don't, just, don't speed read it. Read it and reflect as you go through. Meditate on it and sort of mull things over. Um, what, I, what I suggest is that we, we exercise that intuition that I was talking about. So be alert. Don't, don't read scripture unaware, but almost heighten your senses. Look out for words that stand out. And part of the pausing at the start, if we focus on God at the beginning and ask Him after the Holy Spirit, because we need the Holy Spirit to read the Bible to give us insight. As we do that, reflect on key words. There will be words that stand out to us. And they'll be different each time. Each time you read a bit of scripture, different words stand out. Be aware of those things. Uh, and, and maybe reflect on what they are. Why, why, am I, why am I thinking about the size of the tabernacle? Or, <laughs> or, or, or why, why am I drawn to this character in this narrative today? Maybe it's the lost son, and you're thinking about the older brother or something like that. Why, why, why am I suddenly thinking about him? I don't normally think about him. And rather than quickly move on, do the next thing. Ask, you know, ask God, why, why am I thinking about that today? Is there something you want to talk to me about today? Is there something you want to tell me about your character or my character? Is there something you're going to, you're going to do in me? And ask God what he wants to do about that. You know, maybe, maybe you need to confess on it. Maybe suddenly, oh, you know what, that guy I spoke to today outside his house. <laughs> I need to go and say sorry. Or, you know, I need, I need to do something like that. Or, thank you God that you are like this character. Thank you God that you are this person who always feels. And then yield. The, 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 the end is kind of like the start, I guess. It's almost like a bookmark, is that we begin and we end and yielding to God. And, and, and just allowing Him just to 
to do something in us. And he might give us uh, a sense of peace, he might give us a sense of joy, he might give us uh, something in order to, um, to take with us for that day, to sustain us for that day. So what I was going to get us to do next is to <laughs> do a Bible search. You don't have to coffee. Andy says yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the teacher. <laughs> <I> mean, <just laughs> well, the bell's going to go in four minutes. So we'll take a break. What, what I want us to do, maybe, maybe you know, do it in your own time. So take your coffee. Um, but it'd be good to gather into our three teams. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, Neil might need to put the teams up on the screen so that just to remind us. And what I want us to do is to just spend 10 or 15 minutes reading the story of um, the road to Emmaus. So the passage is Luke 24. I'll write it up here because he's. Luke 24. And it's verses 13 to 35. And do it together. I mean, you might want to read it through on your own first and then get into your group. But read it and, and try and do this. Okay, Pause before you start. Read it through. Maybe read it through a couple of times. And just ask God you know, to, re- to reveal a key word or a key phrase or a key person. Ask him what he wants to say to us. Um, and I guess I kind of want to guide you a little bit in terms of, because you know, when you read scripture, it's good to have a purpose to read scripture. Um, but we're here this, this weekend to think about how we hear God. So maybe ask God to talk to us, talk to you when you read it, about how God speaks. How does God speak in that passage? Um, and then we'll, we'll feed back after that. So, all right, so I don't know how long coffee is. Is it half an hour? Well, it as long as you want, I'm not sure. So, so you know, take some time, have your coffee, and whenever it feels comfortable, we'll get into groups. <laughs>